I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Let's get ready to rumble! Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the Devonair Enforcer, the One More Thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Let's freaking go, man! If they're if you're handing out report cards, we all love getting a nice report card to bring home to your parents as a kid. And it's like, hey, you got the straight A's on it. It's super fun to walk in the door to show it off. Right now, Mavs fans can show off the straight A report card because mm. this week was, I mean, A's across the board. Let's just pour one out right now for Donnie Nelson, the front office, because everything that you would want for the Dallas Mavericks this week is happening. From the the team got better. They didn't sacrifice cap space. They added an enforcer. They added a guy in the rotation in Josh Richardson. They nailed the draft, brought in some young guys. I mean, the list goes on. Home run, grand slam for Donnie Nelson and the Dallas Mavericks this week. Absolutely. So on today's show, obviously, weekend edition of the pod, free agency. We're recording this at about 1.50 a.m. Central time. It's about 3 a.m. my time here. Let's go. Let's Dedication. go. So we, uh, we waited and waited and waited and waited to make sure that everything had happened. We waited through the James Johnson trade. So we'll talk about the James Johnson trade, bringing Trey Burke back. Mavs cleared cap space for 2021 for sure. And then also at this point, they still have some of their MLE to use for somebody mm. else and roster spot, at least one that we know of. Possibly Keep it on two. That. Keep it Possibly on two. That. We'll talk about that. So we're going to get into all that, but let's just start with the big news the James Johnson trade. I think this was, um, man, this is so confusing, right? It came down the pike, and all of a sudden, Woj was tweeting one thing, Stein was tweeting the other thing. At one point, uh, Stein was saying that the Mavericks were getting James Johnson only. And Woj was tweeting that the Mavericks are getting James Johnson and Trevor Ariza, which would have just been off the charts, you know, an awesome, another veteran at least to add, you know, some guy to, to put in the rotation, potential three and D type guy. He's getting older and he's not as effective as he used to be, but that at least would have been another veteran. I think that would have been awesome for him. Uh, he ends up going to OKC. So it was funny because I was, <laughs> I was saying, who do you trust, Stein or Woj? And it turned out Stein was the one that was right about it because Woj tweeted like a, you know, a correction on the trade where James Johnson was the only one going to Dallas. But the Mavericks only sent out in that deal DeLon Wright and Justin Jackson, which is literally a deal that we talked about when we went through and talked about the Minnesota trade possibilities. Obviously, James Johnson came from somewhere else besides Minnesota now because of all the different trades and moves that have happened. Uh, He came from OKC, right? Yeah, because... Yeah, and I I texted you yesterday, and I was like, go get James Johnson uh, (laughs) because, you know, he was in that Rubio deal, and... You know, like Nick said, you know, what was it? I guess a month ago when we were on a trade target Tuesday, we had highlighted James Johnson's name because we're like, hey, expiring contract, Minnesota, you know, it's a $16 million deal. And he would be everything that we would want as this like enforcer, bigger wing, big guy. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we were, we, Nick and I were texting him out yesterday. We joked about it because he was in that Rubio deal. And it's like any vet right now on an expiring deal going to OKC from Danny Green to you name it is getting shipped off other places. <laughs> so uh, I'm like, hey, let's just go get James Johnson. And uh, 
Let's go. Now the James Johnson uh, era in Dallas will start. (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) I guess so. So the Mavericks make the deal. It becomes, uh, apparently, it was going to be a four-team deal. I think it's now a three-team deal where Detroit gets DeLon Wright. So DeLon Wright goes to Detroit. So uh, everybody that was frustrated with DeLon Wright, there you go. He's in Detroit back with his old coach, Dwayne Casey. You know, used to play on the Raptors and for Dwayne Casey when he was the coach there. And uh, Trevor Ariza, Justin Jackson, and then some draft stuff. I think the draft stuff has to come from Detroit because they haven't sent anything in this deal yet. But draft stuff is going to OKC. The funny thing about Detroit, though, is... Well, they sent they sent Ariza. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, but draft stuff is going to OKC. So it could be Mavs stuff. But the Pistons, don't. they don't have a second round, their own second round pick until 2027 because of all the crazy mm. deals that they've been making. Pistons had the weirdest day. I don't even want to pretend like I know no. who's on the Detroit Pistons right now. But what do you well, think about well, this James Johnson deal? Um, just overall. Yeah. Well, the reason part when, you know, Woj tweeted that out and Nick and I were texting and Nick, you know, we're like, how are we going to, how are they going to pull this off salary wise? Yeah. Because, uh, you know, with a reason's guaranteed money and then all that, but so which, it ends up just which being, he's expiring too. He was 12 million expiring. So we, we would definitely yeah. gladly accepted that. It just doesn't work. You'd have to send something else out. And I don't think the Mavericks are interested in sending something else from this team out. That would equal 12 million that, that would equal Trevor Reza, right? I just don't think everybody yeah. else on the roster is, I mean, you could send Dwight, right? If you wanted to do that, send Dwight Powell. The Pistons seem to like, the Pistons seem to like centers. So, <laughs> Oh gosh. <laughs> but, but no, the, this deal, you know, I was texting with somebody, um, I guess earlier today, and we were talking about Delon, and I'm like, man, at this point, I would just, I just want like just a body, or like just find somebody for. And I've seen some different tweets online. It's like, hey, the Delon hate's gone too far. I'm not like this has this is bigger than Delon like talent. This is Delon's fit in Dallas. My whole thing, I, I think Delon can still be a serviceable player in the league. It's not about that. It's it's the fact that he couldn't even play in the in a playoff series for Rick Carlisle. So. It's the fact that he can't even like wrote like we've seen what Carla thought of him. And if he's under contract for so long, then let's find him a new home. And for if you've been any act part of active Mavs Twitter, Justin Jackson and Delon Wright has been the package for I don't know, three months <laughs> or two months. You know, ever When's the last they, time they played? <laughs> exactly. Somebody tweeted at us the other day and it, they, it was like a meme or a joke of saying Lockdown Mavs mentions, mentions trades and it's like Jackson and DeLon's like profile <laughs> pictures. And I, I laughed at it. But we threw those names. We always said those two names because they just weren't in the rotation. And when you have guys like that not in a rotation, how can you flip them to something that can be in the rotation and bam, here we go. You flip him, not only for a guy in James Johnson, who is the enforcer vet. He's 32. He immediately becomes the oldest player on the team. Him and Boban, <laughs> the only guys over the age of 30. What a, what a weird pairing of the oldest players on your roster, Boban so, and James Johnson. Like James Johnson, this rough tumble, like literally 7-0 as an MMA fighter, also has a black belt, and he's like covered in tats. And then there's Boban, who's like this lovable, like goofy like huge guy what a contrast between the two of them but the thing with james johnson not not just about the roster fit and him being this enforcer vet and all this stuff but he's the expiring contract and you traded delon wright and justin jackson in this deal and you get off the long-term money of delon wright in 2021 and you pick up this expiring contract in james johnson guys 
the Mavericks are literally setting on like 45 to $50 million in expiring contracts right now. <laughs> but if you add up like Tim Hardaway's 19, James Johnson's 16, if you count like um, Josh Richardson's, you know, $11 million this year because he has a player option 2021, he's probably going to, you know, decline that. You count Boban in that. The opportunities, what Dallas do- did of getting better but also maintaining flexibility, not just for trades this year, but cap space in 2021. I think that's one of the biggest storylines for Dallas. Absolutely. And that's what makes this a really successful trade. It's not just about James Johnson, the player, which is kind of one of the reasons why we talked about this deal a couple months ago is because they'd be able to clear up that space while getting at least a player that could be serviceable for you and to figure out, you know, where he's going to fit in rotation. So let's talk about that coming up. Let's figure out the rest of this trade. Talk about some of the salary cap implications. We'll talk about Trey Burke for sure, because he is now back with the Mavericks. Talk about that. Talk about where James Johnson fits in the rotation and talk about where the rotation is now as of right now. We'll talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac, let's get into the uh, let's get into let's keep talking about the James Johnson trade. So the Mavericks do clear thirty five million dollars in cap space uh, for twenty twenty one, about thirty five to forty at least. Um, so it's definitely enough for a max cap space for a for max sure. you know, for max cap room. I think they're they're including the the Burke deal. So Burke gets signed for three years, ten million. That's part of the. The mid-level exception. So the Mavericks still do have part of that. But the Mavs clear this space. And I mean, it is enough for a, a max, you know, cap slot with the, the salary cap going up to 112 next year, which is that's the most exciting part about this deal, I think. That's the thing. It's you said a while ago, this is it's bigger than the James Johnson thing. Somebody can, you know, click play on this pod and say, Man, these guys are getting really hyped for James Johnson. <laughs> and it's it's the combination of everything that has us so excited. It's the combination of Yes, we're excited about the player of James Johnson, but it's not like James Johnson's going to step in and be like he's not even going to be Marcus Morris for us. Probably we're, he's not going to start. Like he's not like we were laughing about this <laughs> about this before. But the Mavericks basically they up- upgraded from from Delon Wright to Justin Jackson to James Johnson and Trey Burke, and we were so like we were through the moon ecstatic about it. I don't I don't know how much of a talent upgrade that is. <laughs> To be, but like these guys can honest, play though. Like I yeah. think these guys will be in. They we, fit we a little better, two, yeah. Yes, we took two guys that were not in the rotation and upgraded to two guys that will be in the rotation, and we like upgraded our cap flexibility. I guess then you know next year that's what for we're sure. going for. So that's that's the biggest thing that <laughs> it fits better in the rotation and it opens up cap space, and it makes you better as a team. That was the three things that we wanted for Dallas this year. Like, how can Dallas get better mm-hmm. while also get, like, some young pieces, too, at the same time? Like, I thought it was going to come at the cost of draft picks. I thought it was going to have to come, like, if the Mavericks are going to get better or if the Mavericks were going to get off contracts like DeLon to open up cap space, I thought it was going to have to come at the cost of 18 or 31 or something like that. The Mavericks kept the draft picks, got off money for 2021 and still got better as a team. That's the threefold. That's the three things right there that how Dallas literally hit the home run. And we don't know for sure if everything is done yet, right? It's not guaranteed. It's not set in stone. These are all, again, reported deals. These are not even set in stone, signed, sealed, delivered deals. So things can still change at this point. But at this point, it seems like this is the way it's going to be. I just want to open that up just to, you know, cover our butts oh, yeah, yeah. if anything you know, if anything else happens if the Mavs send out you know like oh Tyler Bay's going to Detroit like oh, okay well then you know kind of changes it a little bit changes the calculus a little bit for us but James Johnson I think as a player though he's 
you know, obviously he's an enforcer. Everyone talks about that. Um, he also is a pretty, we've talked, we talked about him a couple months ago, but if you didn't listen to that podcast, decent three point shooter, he's at least like a credible three point shooter. Right. Uh, but he's played on, you know, Miami and then he's played at Miami before they were really good. Right. The Miami that was kind of the sad Miami with like waiters and <laughs> Kelly, Kelly Olenek and Miles March Leonard and, you know, the team that wasn't exact, wasn't this same Miami team that went to the finals. He played on that team and then he played on Minnesota and neither of those teams really had a playmaker. They definitely didn't have a playmaker like Luca. And so I think that he's going to benefit for sure. He was a, about thirty four and a half percent three point shooter over the last two years. And so I think he's going to get better at that, uh, or that number is going to go up for him. And uh, decent passer, like a pretty good ball mover and passer, I think I saw from some of the, the tape that I watched on him. And then obviously he's still going to at least credibly defend some guys. He's strong. He can stay you know, up with guys. He can defend some threes, some fours. He's not going to be able to go down and defend twos, I think, at this point. No. Or guards or anything like that. You're not going to ask him to do that. But you could bring him in as a small ball five against some of these lineups. Uh, I feel like Maxi has some help now. It's not just yes. Maxi throwing, you know, throwing Maxi out at these guys and Dorian. You know, sometimes Dorian would get kind of pushed around a little bit. James Johnson, six seven, two forty. Okay, two forty. He's not going to get be, be getting pushed around. So you could throw him at some of these, you know, some of these guys in the league, some of these small ball fours. And you know, like you say, he played fourteen games for Minnesota last year. Um, shot 37% for three in, in those 14 games. But, you know, that, that was, you know, part of the trade and different, all that different stuff. But James Johnson, it's not like he's going to step in and probably be day one starter and start 70 out of 72 games next year. We're not asking him no. to do that. It's just when we saw that stuff, that crap happen in the Clippers series against Luka Doncic and, Poor Zingas. I mean, literally went over there and got somebody's face and he got, you know, tech for it. It's like, oh man, you love to see it and stuff. Now look at the players at Dallas that, you know, whether it's the draft picks, rookie guys, they're big, you know, are, I mean, you were talking about Josh Green. You went on a, a podcast for in, in Australia talking about, and they were talking about Josh Green. And I mean, but now we have James Johnson. We have, I mean, Josh Richardson. We have guys that can step up now. Yeah, that's going to be that's important. And I know some people kind of poo poo that and say it's not important, but I think that it, it's kind of like the intangibles type thing, right? It, it's happened. It's like the, the chemistry on the court, the intangibles, somebody that can, you know, give some like, <laughs> like edge to this team. And I think, I think fans were complaining about that in a way that they didn't understand. They're like, man, why is when you call the Mavericks soft, right? If you say, oh, why are the Mavericks so soft? I think that's part of it, right? And maybe even in the past when the Mavericks fans complained about, oh, this Mavericks team can't rebound. Well, you're looking for a bruiser guy, a guy that's going to go in there, set some, you know, set like box out some guys and throw people around, right? And I think this yeah. is what the Mavericks have kind of added. You mentioned that I went on you know, a podcast with, uh, with Kane Pittman. And uh, it's it's about NBA Australia. He works for uh, the NBA in Australia, basically, but like the NBA.com. And uh, he was asking me about Josh Green. We were talking about Josh Green on his podcast. And then I asked him about Donnie Nelson saying that Josh Green has a, an Australian mentality. And you and I were kind of laughing at that because we were like, what does that even mean? Is that just a stereotype? And Kane said it is that, you know, that like uh, doing the dirty work. It's the, you know, nobody's going to be able to step up on you. Like Del Vitova, you know, Andrew Bogut, uh, you know, guys like that where they're just not going to take 
uh, Aaron Baines, you know, guys like that that are not going to take any Ingles. any flack. Yeah, Ingles too. And he said that Josh Green is a guy like that, that he's going to be a, a tough guy that's going to stand in and um, you know not take any flack from anybody. And so I think that's important that the Mavericks added a couple guys like that because you need that on the floor. You need that to, you know, you can't have a team think that they can have their way with you <laughs> like, like the yeah. Clippers seem to think that they could. What do you think about the Cowboys? I mean, crossover here to the Cowboys. When Andy Dalton got hit a few weeks ago, and you know, why you got to bring up my guy Andy? Why you got to bring up and, my guy Andy? But like, not a single Cowboy <laughs> player went over there and took up for him. Yeah. It's like, what the crap are you doing? And now the Mavericks, you don't want that happening to Luca. And now the Mavericks can roll in next year. And I mean, we might have half the team going over there and getting people's faces with James Johnson and Josh Richardson and. I mean, heck, Porzingis is still going to be there. Yeah. Dorian Finney-Smith, Josh Green. I mean, just the list goes on. And like you alluded to earlier, the Mavericks still have have some space with the MLE and stuff. So I don't think we're recording this podcast, like you said, two in the morning uh, on Saturday in Central Time. I still think that I still think the Mavericks have one more move in them. I think they have one more move in them too. We've gone over the the roster a little bit, but let's do it a little bit more. Sussing out where these guys kind of fit now that they've added James, just James Johnson and I guess Trey Burke coming back. So we'll talk about the roster, talk about the rotation a little bit, and where else they have space to add one more person with this mid-level exception money. We'll talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac, let's get into this rotation. So we've we've counted, and we think that the Mavericks either have 15 Somewhere between 13 and 15 players on the actual roster. So they either have a full roster or they have 14 players and then a two-way. So it's obviously... Yeah, let let me make this caveat real quick. A lot of these things are not official yet. So there's been a report about J.J. Barea coming back. That's not official yet. Heck, the Trey Burke signing isn't official yet. The the draft pick signings, they haven't even been made official yet. There's no like press release on, on those yet as far as like signing a contract, which I think they could still be traded without consequence, basically. Yeah. So like a lot of these moves yet, the Nate Hinton move, the Gillespie move, like these have not been announced yet. So it that's why we're erring on the side of caution with this based off like what has been legit reported yet. And especially since this is all just, you know, crunched down into the small window of time, it just makes this even crazier. Nobody's updating their cap sheets right now, which is hilarious because (laughs) they're all just nuts right now. So Luka Doncic, Kristaps Porzingis, Josh Richardson, Tim Hardaway, Dwight. That's five. We think that's going to be possibly one of the starting lineups they use. Then you have Dorian, Maxi, you have Jalen Brunson, you have Boban, and you have uh, Josh Green. James Johnson, Tyrell Terry. That's 13 right there. That's 13 players. We think those are all guaranteed on the roster, right? That they have, you know, guaranteed on the roster. Then you have JJ Barea, whatever you do with whatever. Did you say Trey Burke though? Trey Burke also counts in that 13. Okay. Yeah. Trey Burke counts in that. I don't know if I said him, but Trey Burke counts in that 13. Then you have JJ Barea. He would be 14 if he's a guaranteed roster spot, which we're not sure yet. There's a report out there, but we're not sure. And then Tyler Bay, he would make 15, or he's on the two-way. There are some mixed reports whether he's on a two-way contract or he's just a good two-way player. So we're not really, we're not really I, sure well, about no, that. No, I actually did go back and listen to Rick Carlos thing again on 105.3. He did say very clearly we expect him to be on a two-way contract. Okay. So if if we the way I do it on my like notes app or Excel, wherever you if y'all are at home and have your own like roster sheet up. I make roster spots 16 and 17, the two-way spots. So if you put Bay and Hinton in those two spots, 
then that opens up spot 14 and 15 on the actual official roster, not including J.J. Barrett. And functionally, it doesn't really change anything. If they want Tyler Bay to be on the roster, he can be up as much as he wants this year because of the different rules for a two-way contract. Correct. And it just depends on how much they want him to play in the G League, probably. Yeah, but they can can also put him down in the G League without sending him down, right? They don't have to assign him. There has to be something about it, though, as far as a two-way deal and and all that stuff, maybe money-wise. We both expect the Gillespie guy to be out of Baylor to be like a camp invite. Yeah. Um, So I'm not really counting him as a... I could be wrong on that. I haven't talked to anybody about the Gillespie guy yet, but let's just say they have a roster spot or maybe two roster spots open that that's where the rest of this MLE money can come into play. So yeah. So then if Tyler Bay is a two way, you know, for sure, then Tyler Bay and Nate Hinton are the two, two way contracts. Then you have Freddie Gillespie. Who's, we think is a training camp invite. If that's what it is, if that's the way the roster is, there's 14 guaranteed players, two, two ways and a training camp. That means there's one more roster spot to make 15. And so the Mavericks have this $6 million, at least we think because Trey Burke signed for, you know, 10 million, over three years. So we think that's 3 million out of the MLE. The reason why they have to use the MLE for Trey Burke, I think is important too. Bobby Marks tweeted this out. We didn't know this since the Mavericks added him right before the bubble. They, they added him as a substitution player. So they didn't really like sign him outright necessarily. And so they don't have his bird rights. They don't have his bird rights. So they cannot re-sign him and go over the cap. Like, you know, they would be able to do with, you know, let's say they wanted to bring back Courtney Lee, right? They could do that with Courtney Lee where they would keep his, bird rights sign him over the cap wait till all this other stuff has happened and then sign him over the cap they can't do that so they have to use part of their mid-level exception so that 9.3 million that we've been talking about now goes down to about 6 million and so that's where we think it's gonna happen the only other way that it doesn't happen like that is if they clear some cap space some way by trading you know a couple players and actually getting rid of some contracts that's the only other way this could happen but so they have about 6 million left what are some names who are some names you're thinking about Oh, man. Well, I think when you look at the roster and you say, what do they really need? And I honestly think a big could be that route. I've seen you know, Chris Henderson uh, tweet out uh, about them possibly being interested in a big. Uh, I've seen Brad you know, quote tweet that. Uh, our, our friend Brad, friend of the pod, uh, saying that Dallas you know, could be interested in, in a big with the rest of that MLE money because we have to remember with the Porzingis stuff. And I think, you know, in all of our excitement of everything that's happened this week, I think that's still in the back of my mind of everything of like, oh, dang, how long is Porzingis going to be out? But we don't want to focus on that. But Porzingis, <laughs> if he is out, you know, for a month or so, where are they going to fill in with that? Because you do have Dwight, who is, you know, coming off the Achilles injury. We expect him to be back to normal, but still, him coming off that injury. Then you have Maxi, then you have Boban. And then after that, you're looking at some small ball five, James Johnson, you know, Dory Finney-Smith, something like that. So if they could go out there and get another big, like if they went out and got Aaron Baines or, I mean, the dream, the dream guy's still out there. And honestly, if they went and got this guy, Serge Ibaka, we've talked about him before. I love <laughs> Ibaka. I want, God, I want Ibaka more than anything. Um, I'm like... I almost might be more more excited about Serge Ibaka than anything that happens this week if we get Ibaka. <laughs> Could they do a sign and trade and send Dwight back to his home country of Tampa? Tampa. He went to IMG. He went to IMG. That's in Tampa. that's near Tampa. And then when they go back to Canada, <laughs> he'd that's be in really his home. home. That's that was the joke, Isaac. Is that his home country is actually Canada, but uh, Tampa. But was I'm where really the Raptors are going to play next year. 
what happens with Ibaka, you know, it's probably going to happen sometime over the weekend. He's going to make more than six, I, I guarantee. And teams like the Lakers are out already because they use their MLE. And I, I think that stop it. He's We're not even going to talk about that. We're not even talking about the Lakers, but Brooklyn. He's I mean, so mad. He's guys. I just want to tell you, Isaac's so mad. Yeah, so pissed off about that. He but, called it. He even called it. They're going to sign some player for way less than they should have gone for. Anyway, uh, we're going to talk more about like league stuff, whatever all happened league stuff, probably on tomorrow's podcast because yeah. we're still recording podcasts over the weekend. Obviously, yeah. listen to this on Saturday. So, um, but no, I, I think that if they go out and use this, use the rest of this money on a big like Aaron Baines would fit, right? I mean, yeah, I, I think he, that'd be I think perfect. He, I think he would fit. I don't know what his money situation. Ibaka would be perfect here. Baines just was making like six million last year. That would been, I mean, six or five million. I think that would have been perfect. Yeah, so I I just want I'd like to get it. You know, I'd need to look and see who all's available. There's been so much crap that happens. You know, that has happened over the past 24 hours, and I mean, yeah, it, it's just been crazy. Yeah, so Aaron Baines is one. Uh, Demarcus Cousins is a name that has been brought up. <laughs> if they sign Boogie, that I mean, I think that would just like break Mavs Twitter. I think I saw that Dwayne Dedman was getting. Yeah, he's getting waived. Didn't or something? he get waived? Yeah. So he's available. Yeah. Uh, Robin Lopez agreed to deal with the Wizards, so he's off the table. That was the one that we were kind of interested in before. Uh, Mass Twitter, have y'all calmed down too? Like I like before all this stuff happened. And I know I, I wasn't gonna out, get into it now, but and I just said, hey, how's Mass Twitter going? And like I checked a little bit ago, there's like a hundred something replies, and I would say <laughs> safe to say like eighty percent of the replies were, um, you know, just upset with everything and just chill. Like, just be patient with it. And I think one of the bigger storylines out of all of this, and I think we can talk more about it tomorrow probably, is I think some of these other, you know, playoff teams in the West, I think they took a hit and went backwards a little bit more than Dallas not attaching themselves to any of these big deals. Like, losing Montrez Harrell for the Clippers, yep. losing Jeremy Grant for, for yep. Denver. We don't know what's going to happen in Houston. You know, Clay Thompson. Yeah, if they blow it up, Clay Thompson and Golden State, like it feels like a lot of these teams have taken big hits. OKC is going to drop back. Uh, I love what Portland's done, but I'm they're still good teams. Like, don't get me wrong, they're still really good teams. But I feel like some of these other teams have taken some big hits roster wise, while Dallas is just right doing the steady course, not doing anything dumb on any of these huge, big like contract offers out there. You had a tweet that, I mean, showed it perfect of all this, all this money that was handed out. But I, I know we'll talk more about that tomorrow, but that's just, just let's calm down. I feel like a lot of Mavs fans are happy at this moment though. Since you brought it up, I mean, let's, let's do it, <laughs> right? Like let's, let's talk about it a little bit since you brought it up. So people were upset, like, oh, the, you know, all the good guys are gone and Mavericks won't get anybody. Okay, here's the guys that, that were up that, you know, that, that signed big deals, right? Danilo Gallinari, $20 million per year. Mavs couldn't even yeah. get close to that. Jeremy Grant, we talked about him a lot. Both these guys talked about a lot. $20 mil per year. Couldn't even get close to that deal unless he did some kind of crazy sign-in trade. Davis Breton, $16 mil a year. Joe Harris, $18 mil a year. Marcus Morris, $16 mil per year. Malik Beasley, $15 mil per year. Christian Wood, <laughs> 9 mil per year, then 13 mil per year when they changed the deal. Jordan Clarkson, 13 mil per year. Like, the Mavericks couldn't even get close to any of those guys, right? And not even considering some of these other guys that signed deals that the Mavericks weren't going to get close to. Um, So I I just don't know why people were upset because they weren't going to get any of these guys. And even if they offered the same amount of money, 
The Nuggets offered Jeremy Grant the exact same deal that the Pistons did. But Jeremy Grant took the Pistons deal, and the Nuggets were very clear. They were very clear to every reporter that they could come into contact with that they offered that same deal because uh, they definitely leaked that story for sure because they wanted everyone to know that they offered that deal to him. And he turned it down because he wanted a bigger role in Detroit. And that could happen anywhere, right? If the Mavericks are going after some backup guys basically now, and if they can't give him the same kind of – You know, like Gallinari. Gallinari, we thought, man, maybe he takes a discount, comes to play for the Mavericks. No, the guy goes and gets 60 million and he's going to play a whole bunch with the Hawks. And I don't, I guess he's going to start, but John Collins is going to get a deal. I I don't know what's going on with that, but he's at least going to, going to play a a whole lot for them. Uh, he'll probably play three for them, to be honest. He might start at the three for them. (laughs) So. Uh, but that's what's going on with that. Jeremy Grant went to go play a whole lot more in Detroit for a team that's going to be absolutely terrible. And by the way, that that Jeremy Grant deal is going to look exactly like Harrison Barnes' deal in like 20 minutes. That's my call. That's my call. That's my hot take. Some centers. I'm just going over some centers. Um, Marcus Saul is a name out there. That could be an interesting one. True. Got yeah, some, unless he you know, goes he, to your boys. There was, yeah, there was a rumor that he was that the Lakers were interested in him, but that's not interest from his side. Uh, Baines, we talked about Bobby Portis. His deal didn't get guaranteed. That's a name. If you want another enforcer guy, <laughs> him and James somebody. Johnson would get in a fight in how many minutes at the start of training camp? Oh, very quick. Mason Plumlee signed to a three-year, twenty-five million dollar deal. That one was that's. See, the Mavericks didn't do that, right? Exactly. Like there wasn't nothing dumb they've done. Alex Len is still out there. Uh, Harry Giles is still out there. That's another name. I like him. I, I wouldn't mind a flyer on Giles. Guy that could be interesting. Uh, hey, I'll throw a name at you. You yeah. said Boogie a while ago, but I'll throw another name at you. Willie Cauley Stone. He, I mean, I, I'm just don't forget about it. That's all I'm saying is like he opted the whole money. We we talked about his money thing before, but he opted out of that of his you know player option. If he signs for the minimum, it's it's like, or I mean, even a little bit above the minimum. If they, you know, he signs for three million, that's a little, you know, what five hundred thousand dollars more or something like that, more than what he can make on the minimum. So, I, I wouldn't say that door is one hundred percent closed with Willie and Dallas, especially if they look for another big. Speaking of closed doors, Nerland Zoel, he's an unrestricted free agent right now. I, I think that door is closed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that one's closed too. To the hot dog stand. <laughs> um, to the- um Taj Gibson that's one that's a name okay. that could be brought that's another good vet I, I, I've heard that another he's a, a, a really good vet out there and he could be brought in as a stopgap kind of kind of guy you mentioned Willie Collie Stein how about the guy we talked about before Willie Hurt on Gomavs oh my gosh this is the year that. remember we talked about this like two years ago like oh because he's such good friends with with Luca and you know that could, he could be a guy I forgot all about the Hernan Gomez brothers i know well wancho's kind of risen and been pretty interesting but it seems like willie really he didn't really find his spot in in uh charlotte but but kaminsky that's another name he's out there uh, i'm kind of out on that but i mean but another thing to, to remember too we don't know who all who else is going to hit the market i mean Dwayne deadman is now going to be a free agent yeah. that we didn't see it was going to be a free agent so we got to see how the Gordon Hayward stuff, you know, falls out. Whether it's a sign of trade somewhere, will there be other names that hits the free agent market? Uh, Dallas could always entertain another trade. I, I don't know. Like, we still think Dallas has some type of move. They have the roster spot, but overall, though, I mean, just a heck of a day. I mean, we didn't even talk about bringing Trey Burke back 
you know, well, we did a little bit, I guess. You but, mentioned you it. Know, they brought back, you know, brought back Trey Burke. We know how much they love Burke and how he fit with the team, especially in the bubble. I mean, Burke had it. I mean, bubble Burke, let's go. Um, and, you know, we I didn't think he would be back because I thought he would lock in a secure backup point guard spot for another team. Well, bam, they, he signs in Dallas before the DeLon Wright deal happens. And we're like, all right, well, they have a ton of guards off the bench. Are they going to be able to unload DeLon? Now that the fact that they traded DeLon, they bring back a front court player in James Johnson. Now you're looking at your backcourt off the bench of Brunson, Trey Burke, Tyrell Terry, something like that. So that now he has a legit role. And you know that had to play into it. You know when they were talking to him about coming back, they had to tell him, hey, DeLon's probably going to go somewhere else. So you'll have <laughs> a you know defined role coming off the bench. So I'm happy for him. He fit He fits the system really well. This is the best basketball he plays is in Dallas. And for that cost, sign me up. I mean, $3 million a year, basically? Let's go. Heck yeah. And remember, the Mavericks are getting Brunson back, right? The Mavericks didn't have Brunson in the playoffs. That was kind of you know a small yeah. thing we didn't mention. Dwight, pa- Dwight Powell, too. Like All of a sudden, the Mavericks have these guys that try hard on defense that are hustle guys, like sweaties, right? Trey Burke really impressed, and maybe he get, maybe he reverts back to Trey Burke before you know the bubble. He was super try hard on defense and was putting a lot of effort there. Uh, Dwight's a guy that th- puts a ton of effort on the defensive end. Brunson's another guy, I think, that also tries hard on defense. Obviously, you know, Dorian, Josh Richardson are good defenders. James Johnson's going to come in as a good defender. Maxie's a good defender. Porzingis is a good rim protector. I mean, these Josh Green is going to come in as a positive defender on day one. Tim Hardaway is kind of a try hard on defense and he waffles between being good and not good. <laughs> but the Mavericks all of a sudden have a bunch of guys they're going to try on defense. I think that's important. I think it's important for the culture of this team to, you know, add a bunch of guys like that. And they've done that. So we've talked all about, yeah, yeah, we've talked all about their, their deals and um, we'll have so much time to talk about what these guys will look like in a rotation and all that kind of stuff going forward. Yeah. And I want to mention this real quick with cap space moving forward. We, we can you just say one more thing for me? Can you just say one? It's, it's part of your title. You have to one more thing contractually obligated to say one more thing. When you bring up one more thing, you're literally giving me the one finger. Don't find me. Don't find me. If I don't use one more thing, (laughs) one more thing, (laughs) They're guaranteed salaries for 2021, a little bit over 70 million, somewhere 72, 73 million, somewhere through there, around 35 million in cap space. That still allows them with this money that it, they still have left, it allows them to do a multi-year deal. So let's say they go out and sign somebody like Aaron Baines or Abaca or somebody like that with the rest of this money. Somehow they make that money work and they hand out a two or three year deal. Don't freak out and say, oh my gosh, we just gave up our cap space in 2021 because no, 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 no. Because they've unloaded DeLon and Seth Curry, it does allow them to go out and hand hand a multi-year deal to another big or whoever it is with the rest of this money and you still preserve max cap space in 2021. So that's that's another luxury of this of saying, all right, well, if that's an appealing thing of going and negotiating some, you know, know, some contracts with whoever else they want to go get over the next day or so that you can still keep that max space. Even if you do hand out a multi-year deal, there are options. There's still more to be done. I don't think the Mavericks are done yet. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think they're done yet. So we'll see what they do coming up. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll be back with more stuff, guys. We appreciate you listening to locked on maps. We were 117 today among all 
Sports Apple Podcasts. That's absolutely incredible. And that's the highest we've ever been, I think. And so we thank you guys. It's not the highest day we've ever had, but it was definitely the it's definitely the highest. You know, they do like peak of a couple days. And so the last couple days have been so good. And this last week has been so good for us that they uh you know we were ranked really high. We beat uh we beat the Locked on Lakers. That was the first time we've ever beat Locked on Lakers on the Apple Podcast charts, which is uh, pretty big for us. So suck it, Anthony Irwin. And uh, suck it, Pete Zayas. Uh, <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. Uh, they know where I stand. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Maps. Peace out. Boom. Let me give you a little information about James Johnson. His nickname is Bloodsport. He has two parents. Guess what? They're both black belts. He has eight siblings. Guess what? They're all black belts. He's got a 7-0 MMA record, and he's a 20-0 kickboxing record. Never lost a fight, Jalen. Do you think Serge knew this when he started this? Yes. Really? No doubt about it, because who you are precedes you. And a scouting report is just that. I know everything about you. I know where you're from. I know your nickname. I know where you went to college. I know your strengths. I know your weaknesses. I know if you like to drive with your left hand. I know if you can drive with your right hand. And I know if you're on the All Dark Alley team. Yeah, he's on the All Dark Alley team for sure. <laughs> for sure. I didn't, if your nickname is Bloodsport, I'd be like, Coach, sub me out. I mean, sub me out. I don't, I don't, I don't want to cover Bloodsport. If Bloodsport's in the game, I'll be on the bench. No, thank you.